0: Alright, how are you getting on? Are you well? Are you good? Well, I hope you're ready. I hope this is going to be... Will you hear this pod. This pod in particular is going to be fucking... Because this is Tony. Tony's pod. What? And no one's going to save you from your ears about to come. <laughs> um, mm? Look, is it a good... Uh, look? It's Tony Campbell's Should show, a good podcast. Well, let me ask you a question, um, Irish Times. Um, have you ever worn uh, condoms in your ears? Because you're going to need them. <laughs> hmm? Uh, have you got two Johnnies to put on your ears? Is it like the Two Johnnies podcast? Because I like that. No, no, no. I'm saying, no, you misunderstand me. Please, I cannot be misquoted on this. If you like the Two Johnnies, then you might also have <laughs> bought Two Johnnies um, to put on your ears because of all the cum secretion. Um, and you don't want to be ruining your bows <laughs> or your beats, you know? Um, or your apple ear, beer ear uh, uh, pods, uh, Mr. Cantwell went on to list. Um various brand of headphones you know and make sure that they have um, they're water resistant uh, or as I said previously at the very top of the interview wear uh, uh, two Johnnies on your on your, on your ears because um, of the come. <laughs> but uh, look I hope you're good I hope you're out there I'm bloody out there out there in space Woo wee no, no, no. I am saying that. I hope you are out there having fun, and I hope um, that if if drinking and eating in the sun is your bag, that you've got to do some of it. Uh, I've not been so lucky. Um, I promised my darling wife that I would have a booking for her um, for a fabulous night out, and 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 I, I dropped the ball. I dropped the ball, and it's times like this that I look. I would never use my powers for evil. Um, you know, uh, I would never use them to kind of coerce uh, a booking. I don't think I could. You know, I don't think I could say, look, just let you know. I know you say there's no availability, but <laughs> let's just say that when I'm there, I might be ordering a couple of soft drinks is all I'm saying. Um, if, you didn't get, if you didn't get the name by the email, um, can I just say that um, I might be ordering. Uh, uh, this is what I might be ordering. And then you then you can come back and tell me if you think there's going to be a booking or not. Uh, I might be ordering a couple of soft drinks. <laughs> And I might be there with a certain friend who might be ordering uh, a big glass of gin with a load of frozen raspberries on the top. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Uh if you if you give us the you know. No? Alright. Plume. Ploon. <coughs> Plume. Ploon. Plume Plume Look I'll be there in a minute, Emperor. Remember that in Star Wars? Uh no, look, I didn't get a booking, and I told my darling wife I would. And this is just another example of how um, simple tasks. I don't have to go out and hunt uh, a saber-toothed tiger. I would love to be killed by a saber-toothed tiger um, if I had to go, you know. just I'd just be like, wow. And he'd be pulling out tendons in my neck and be like, this is unreal. This is crazy. Um, you know, it'd be quick. Um, but I will never, I will never have to do that. I'll never have to go out and I'll never have to go out uh, get some, you know, a yew tree branch. You know, I'm not talking about the paedophiles. I'm talking about the actual the plant, the the big tree. Uh, like a yew tree branch. You know, uh, get a stone. Get the the, the, the tendons or, or, or guts of an animal. Wrap it all together just so I can throw it. Waste it, of course, because of my terrible hand-eye coordination at a mammoth, right? I know I'll run and be running around in my bare feet, you know, for hours. Um, You know, that that's an example of a traditionally... Traditionally, in an Irish family, um, masculine task. <laughs> uh, and I don't have to do that. What I have to do is on a microscopic level compared to that. I have to just pick up the phone at the right time and book a reservation. And I didn't. I have to make sure that uh, I find a link <laughs> to a show that we want to watch. I found Mayor of Easttown, um there on the web and you know that's on HBO Max and I don't have now TV um, and and I you know showed it to my wife and it was like showing her a a mammoth steak and she was like wow that's great well she didn't really I had to make I had to be like you know that's not on. you know she did the she did the the traditional thing that she does Terry you know is, is that on Netflix and I'm like oh you know to be to be you <laughs> to be to have that kind of perspective- much more intelligent than I am, but to have that perspective on that's how that this literally is a magic box, and you just kind of talk into it and i it goes through me and I deliver onto the magic box whatever it is you would like to see, but that is me and my hunter hunter gatherer that's the height of my of my um masculine, and that's probably not even the right you know you know but traditionally masculine uh task you know. And when I say to my wife that I couldn't get a booking just to sit outside and have a couple of pints in a very short, narrow window that we have to, well, you know, for, you know, the babysitter booked and everything. And now I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to do. As of recording this, I'm this is in a couple of hours and I don't know what I'm going to do. You'll have to find out next week what I actually did. I'm kind of thinking that I might think, you know, be like, we just go for like a picnic and then we'll like, sell her on the kind. We just do, you know, get, get a nice bottle of wine, and you sit in the park. You know, maybe get like a, you know, Dolph pizza company or something, you know, uh, that sort of thing. But um, no, she was real I let's side down big time. But you know what? I'm not feeling guilty about anything ever more, uh, anymore. <laughs> I decided there last week. Um, so I felt, um, I don't know what I feel like. I don't feel, I don't feel emasculated by the fact, but um, you know, they're definitely, I just, I just feel, I just feel, and I'm already very neanderthal anyway. Do you know what I mean? I got a big brow and I've um comically large hands. So I kind of already feel like quite a kind of Neander- like a like I'm a Neanderthal kind of masquerading as a as a as a you know a modern um uh, modern human man, you know. Isn't it mad that now I don't know anything about um Don't know much about anthropology. Um I don't know much about um you know paleontology. Don't know much about paleontology But what I do know is Jurassic Park. (laughs) Uh, No, what I do know, what I don't I don't know. But I I believe our and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Homo sapiens us a hybrid of an early form of human and a chimp. (laughs) Do you know, isn't it mad how I can just walk around? Like, this is what I'm talking about. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a Neanderthal masquerading as, as, a, as a modern man. Like, I there's some things I should know exactly. Shouldn't I know exactly what we are? Shouldn't I just... Look, we had to do the fucking... We had to follow the genome. You know, it's a lot you have to learn. It's kind of like pie, you know, you know with a circle. We're learn, learn all this maths. I don't know the, where we are. I am a 33-year-old man who believes that we are the combination... Of an early type of human and a chimp, but what I think I know is a monkey fucked a man. <laughs> is what I believe humans are. I'm. I don't know this for sure. I should know this. I should know this. I. am here walking around as a grown man, acting like you know. I can. I'm legally allowed. To, you know, operate heavy machinery. Well, I'm not I'm not. on do a license. <laughs> but, you know, like, if, you know, if I did, if I did all the you know courses, I can drive a car. Do you know what I mean? I'm legally allowed uh, butter bread. Yet I think kind of that um, an early form of man made love um, to a chimp, presumably a female chimp. Well, definitely, <laughs> definitely a female chimp. Um, not you know, say that, you know, men to men, uh, a chimp and a man, you know, it's not say that. Well, it is bad. But not for the not for the reason that it's you know is to uh, the, the gender me. um, or maybe it was a female, maybe it was a female um, Neanderthal and a male. Uh, well, I want to think about that. I don't want to really think about that either. Um, I don't think about this much, but but is that not? <laughs> are we not? Are we not like a hybrid? That you know, did they? You know, I'm going to move on. Um. But what was I going to say? This brings me on to. I was thinking. I've read this quote, uh, from Bill Bryson, and I've never read a book, um, of his, um, or many books at all. But I saw this as a quote online, uh, recently, um, and I found it very interesting. And I found it. I think there's a lot to be said about chance, and I hadn't really thought about my own reality, as a as just, good, as a, as a, as just a, a circumstance of good fortune. But listen to this. Consider the fact that for 3.8 billion years, billion years, a period of time older than the earth's mountains and rivers and oceans, every one of your forebears on both sides has been attractive enough to find a mate, healthy enough to reproduce, and sufficiently blessed by fate and circumstance to live long enough to do so. Not one of your pertinent ancestors was squashed, devoured, drowned, starved, stranded, struck fast, untimely wounded or otherwise deflected from its life's quest of delivering a tiny charge of genetic material to the right partner at the right moment in order to perpetuate the only possible sequence of hereditary combinations that could result eventually, astoundingly and all too briefly in you. So there were men and chimps fucking and sucking for billions of years. For you. I want you to visualize that for me now. <laughs> no, that's not what it is. But isn't that, isn't that very interesting? You know, it's... um. There's a lot... You know, I've been recently... I don't know if you listened to my last Patreon episode, but i was doing been quite introspective recently. Um, You know, for, for whatever reason. I think over the last year and a half, it's been difficult. Uh, Or not even difficult, it's just how could you not be how could you not kind of think about why (laughs) why of things why you do things why you are and um, and I think that there's an element of like you just just are and that's amazing and like genuinely amazing like the fact that you have this combination of this chance across 3.8 billion years of things seeing each other liking what they see doing the dirty and then and just you know all coming together just um just for you to exist and what are you you're fucking stardust as well let's throw that in as well and you're also stardust you're also you're also somehow uh, you know a, a dna strand formed from the smashing of comets as well as monkeys and humans and early neanderthals fucking and sucking for billions of years you know so just think about that the next time you fucking flake on your mate <laughs> next time you flake on your mate i'm like no you know i'm actually i'm actually and i you know fuck you know i'm not even gonna fuck i'm just fucking wrecked i have a nose nasal thing you know I have this nasal thing really okay but look let me tell you about the most important people in the room and that is the sponsors of this week's podcast the sort of people who walk into a room and they just light it up they just light it up you're like oh my god it's gonna be a good night because you're here you know what I mean? Uh, you the sort of the sort of people that walk into a room and you laugh before they've even said what they're going to say because you just know it's going to be amazing. You know what I mean? And then you're like, oh no, it actually was as good as I thought it was going to be. And that is the Dubliner Irish whiskey. They're a fine brand. They're a fine group of people and they make a fine-ass whiskey. A far from the tipple on my tongue. That's a fine-ass whiskey. And they make loads of fine-ass whiskey. They make a traditional Dubliner whiskey that is just an Irish whiskey and they put it in a bourbon barrel. It gives it a hint of that sweetness from a bourbon. You can use it in bourbon cocktails. You can use it in uh, Irish uh, Irish whiskey cocktails. Uh, I, was, I was drinking it with um, whiskey sours um, over the weekend. It was really tasty. Um, they also have this kind of honeycomb liqueur. It's like drinking a crunchy. It's lovely. I absolutely in moderation across a long period of time, rinse through it. Uh, it's a tasty-ass whiskey, and, and, it's, and it's sweet. And it's such a nice little, it's so unexpected for a whiskey. And I was skeptical before I tasted it, but it's really tasty. But what they have right now, which I'm particularly enjoying, uh, especially with my old fashions, is um, a new collaboration with Rascals Brewing Company. What they like to do is take their whiskey See they're not precious when they they are precious about the recipe but they're not precious well they they're not precious. They take their whiskey and they think what would it do if we put it in a type of barrel just change it up a bit. What would we do if we put it in a bourbon barrel? That's what it tastes like. What if we put it in a rascal smoke stout barrel and we left it there for a little while? Would it give it a little smoky taste? And guess what it does? Just a hint, but just enough to elevate an old fashioned. and It's delicious. And there's only uh, well there's less than 2000 of them. But you want to go on the dld.com, you want to check out their fine selection of whiskey. Um and tell them um well you know Tell them Tony sent you in like in like, you know, notes or whatever. In delivery, you know, to your house and be like, and sent me. And hopefully that doesn't send you to a place called Tony sent me. You know, maybe that's the place. Uh, <laughs> I really petered out there on that one. Thank you, Dubliner, um, for sponsoring this pod. Now, look, this pod is going to pod. Mom, it's going to be a bit of a different one. Um, it's kind of going to be. We'll see how we'll see what happens here. But it's going to be me telling you what would happen if I was in the Big Brother house. Or if I was on a reality show. Um, and that's the format. And let's just see how it works on today's Tony Cantwell Shit Show. Ah, lovely stuff. Lovely stuff there. Um, to enjoy the Euros over the weekend, yeah, baby, it's alright, baby, it's alright, it's only you, i get knocked out, but I'm up you are never gonna keep me, As a podcast for you, I'll review all the songs featured in every FIFA game to date, uh, ranked, that's when you know I've got fuck all to talk about, <laughs> that's when you really, really know, it wasn't when I did five episodes on the Eurovision, that's when, um... But I tell you what I don't like about the Euros. I like I like watching international football. I like it probably more than I like watching the Premiership or Champions League. Um, I like getting caught up in the underdog stories of kind of the smaller teams, you know, like fucking Iceland going, Hur! you know, or uh, or that year everyone was on Ghana's side and fucking Suarez would give you a handball, you know, and everyone was like, "Whoa!" They were about to fucking do it, and it was in Africa, and this is Africa. But I don't like when people are like, you know, you might see the odd tweet being like, you know. Uh, the sports, went into the bar there. They wouldn't turn off the sports match, the sports ball. 20 points for the blue team, you know. You know what I mean? Look, it's just that you don't like it. That's all right. That's okay. That's all right. If you don't like football, you know? I'm not mad. I'm not mad on football, you know? Right now, I feel fucking alienated in my lads' group because now they're talking about actual players' names. I was trying to be like, oh, did you see Paddy Power? I give him 10 grand. To Irish football every time, uh, you know, uh, England score. Isn't that like an interesting campaign? You know, and they were like, yeah, fucking, I don't even know what the name of the player they said. Hang on, what did he say? I'm talking about myself for a second. I don't even know what they said. What did he, what was the name of the player? Uh, yeah, they're talking about fucking Declan Rice. Don't know anything about him. Stones, Cody, Harry Maguire. I don't know any of these people. <laughs> I don't know any of these people. So, look, I feel, feel alienated. Do you know what I think? I, don't, I feel alienated in my group that I can't be like, oh, do you hear Willem Dafoe might be the villain in the new Spider-Man film? They'd be like, shut. It's not right now. This is genuinely, like, stay on topic. We're talking about, you know, the Euros, which is great. Everyone's It's great. A lot of people who haven't been chatting in the WhatsApp group are chatting again. People are fired up. It's good, but I'm not going to come on shit on that parade, you know. Although I think it was a very bold campaign, the Patty Power thing. It's Paddy Power. You know, you know, give you go with Paddy Power. But... um. It's weird seeing the amount of St. George's flags around. And it made me think about, you know, the, the England flag. Like, there's a massive one. There's an entire wall, like two-story wall, uh, like the size of a building on Pierce Street uh, of of a St. George's flag saying, come on, England. And then explaining the whole concept that they're going to give 10K for every goal they score, which isn't a lot. It's not going to be as much as it was for the campaign, you know. Um, what they're really doing is saying, you don't mind if we... <laughs> you, don't, you, don't, you don't really mind do you, if we... Um, Spend eighty grand, uh, putting Saint George's flags all over Ireland. You don't mind that, do you? We'll, we'll, we'll get you know. Um, when the you know, but uh, it made me think about what the feeling is about a Saint George's flag, and I don't think it's fair. You know, I've said it probably before on the podcast. I feel like I don't have any original thoughts, but you know, we hang out our Irish flags and we hang out the the tricolour whenever Ireland, especially football. You know, the Welsh flag, the Scottish flag doesn't have these kind of connotations. But I tell you, the people who are who are hanging out the England flag, this isn't like colonization. Yes. (laughs) You know, fucking back of the net for for colonization. Come on, Cromwell. You know, that's what we feel sometimes, you know, but what this is just, I like my, my town. (laughs) I like tea. I like uh, my neighbors. I like the NHS and I want to see, you know, a United player and a Chelsea player. That would normally be rivals on the same team, coming together for, for the country, for their country, you know? And they want to celebrate that. I mean, it's not going to fucking implode. It's going to implode so bad. There's too many egos on the team. But it's, um, you know, it's 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 a shame. Now, bear with me. It's a shame that, you know, everyone doesn't get to fly their flag because you don't get to fly the flag and say, this is why I'm flying the flag. You just fly, kind of fly the flag. And I'm not necessarily, you know, fucking nationalist or anything like that. I like to, I do think, I you know, I, I'm very proud of Irish fans when Irish fans, you know, are flying the flag for Ireland. And there's a different there's a different vibe to it, you know, than the, kind of like an American flag or a, or an English flag. But I feel like it's a shame that people don't get to because it's for the same reasons we would do it. But then you're there born there. They don't get to do it. They get a lot. They get the NHS. They get the resources because of the colonization. But they should still, you know what I mean? Get. To, I don't know what my point is. Speaking of England, though, um. I don't know why I chose this as a format, but I was thinking about what it would be like if I entered a Big Brother house. Because look, look, people are always saying to me, "Look, say Tony, uh, I think if you were in Big Brother, you'd win." I mean, people have been saying that since I was a kid. Tony, I think you're a funny guy. You know, you're you're like Brian. You know, um, you know, season two and um, National Treasure. Brian, Brian, what's his surname? What's Brian's name? Brian Big Brother. That's because you know, and he's known for so many things that are not Big Brother. Um, Brian Dowling. I didn't even have to look at it. Brian Dowling, national treasure, Brian Dowling, um, who I was cheering too loudly at, uh, when I was at the Gossie Awards, like, yes, Brian, <laughs> you know, I was just having a good time. Um, so I often thought what it would be like, and I, and I you know, my fantasy as a child was I like go to big brother, you know, I'm the life and soul of the party. I have the lampshade on my head, you know, I'm, you know, doing impressions of people, people are killing it, you know, I'm also really kind of like likable, you know, and I, and, and, um, I'm very friendly with everyone, and you know, people people wouldn't vote against me. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not combative, you know, or I'm not, I'm not um, confrontational, you know. Hopefully, they would like that, you know, um, and that I would win Big Brother. But I think the reality would be, to be perfectly honest, that I would get booted out of Big Brother in the first week. And I kind of want to tell you how it might go down. All right, me getting into Big Brother and being booted out in the first week. Um... If you don't know what Big Brother is cuz it hasn't been on TV for a while. It was the kind of first first reality show and it was crazy that the people who went in were the sort of people who went in you had, you know. It was a it was an eclectic mix of people, you know. There was, you know, skinhead artists. There was, you know, um I mean Craig who won it was, you know, he's he Liverpoolian. Um Liverpool, he was Liverpool, yeah, Liverpoolian carpenter. There was Anna, the gay nun, you know. There was a man who was afraid of chickens, uh, Darren. You know, there was a, a, a mix of people, but they were all quite young. Um, they'd all traveled. This was sort of something that they would do. It was the sort of people that, like, you know, the sort of people that would still be up at, like, 6 a.m. and kind of Glasgow kind of vibes. They And they, none of them seemed to have any desire to be world famous. I mean, there was money you could win, and it was like, I don't know. 100k maybe it definitely wasn't 100k maybe 20k or something like that um but it was fascinating to see from the first year to the second year and then 10 years down the line what it became because then it was people looking exclusively for fame i was talking with Chantel, who entered the celebrity big brother house as an actor pretending that she was actually famous but she was kind of just you know the whole thing was like she was a pop star and uh, that she told this is what you know, they, she told everyone and they believed her in the first Celebrity Big Brother. And then she ended up uh, winning the whole thing. But it was mad that then people were just looking exclusively for fame. I remember one of the craziest scenes in Big Brother was from Shabnab. Shabnab got booted out. I don't know what season it was the first season or, you know, the first week of Big Brother. And she she looked like she went in there completely to be famous, made it clear to everyone that that's why she was there was voted out in the first week, saw her dreams of just showing up to a place, staying around for a while and then becoming famous, kind of crumble through her fingers. And then she was booed. She walked out and she was booed. She was booed so hard that primal instincts within her made her think that she had to dance like Michael Jackson on a gangway where you leave the big brother house, she felt like she, had, she started going, Shamow! And a boo! Shamow! And she's like dancing, like A to the A to the B to the B. Somewhere so much so that Davina had to go up and get her and say, stop, stop. <laughs> stop dancing. Stop dancing. You do, they don't, you, it, it's not fair. It's not fair that this happened to you. It's also not fair that this was made it to be so enticing for you. You know, and Big Brother was before X Factor. It was before it was before you knew that you could be famous by just being a person, you know, and this is pre-internet well, er- early internet as well, you know. Um, so I think what would happen is what happens is there's a big everyone's out there in the crowd waiting for guests to come in and they don't even know people. You don't even know people before you go into the Big Brother house. Right. You don't even know who these people are yet. Just based on your video showing, people might start booing. They might not look like the look of your face, and they might start booing. And it's an actual like baying mob there as you go into a house with a briefcase. People will will cheer or scream. So they want. So they kind of want to get that reaction out of the video that they shoot with you. But I kind of think what they would end up doing with me um, is—I mean, I would love to think that I would be like the hunk, you know, and. Um, they would play like Wicked Game over my video. And um, they'd say stuff like, you know, what are you looking to get out of this? And I'd say something like a few phone numbers, maybe, <laughs> a few phone numbers, maybe, and give it a wink to the camera, a- ding! you know? And it'd be like sexy and sultry, me doing kind of pull-ups, you know, in my, you know, while well, doing one with a big jump, you know, in my in my bedroom, you know, uh, me wearing like a kind of a uh, white suit, you know, kind of Christian gray kind of vibe. But let's cut the music there. But that's probably not what would happen. What would probably happen is they would pan across to uh, my uh, Gecko uh, from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles figurine that I have proudly presented in my bedroom. My Gambit first edition comic in X-Men, X Men Uncanny X-Men uh, 266. Uh, and my um, Mandalorian and Child Lego set that I got as a Chris Kindle that I put together. Um, and then it would pan across just to my eyes. And I'd do a little and you'd see the glasses and they'd fog up but uh, and then I'd do like a cross-eyed and then it would play Mika would start playing Doom, 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 doom you know because I'm wacky you know and um, and I'd be like hi I'm Tony and I'm a comedian and I'd have a big uh, big bow tie with polka dots on it <laughs> you know and I'd be talking to the camera and I'd be like when, when people hear that I'm a comedian the first thing they say is tell us a joke <laughs> you know but I have to say well, okay what do you and so I say okay what do you do uh, and they say work in the post office give us a letter you know, crowd would start to turn and they were like, oh, my God, we hate this guy. We actually want this guy to die on this little gangway from this door to the Big Brother house. We want him to die. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so they'd also ask you kind of interview questions in the um, in the thing. And this would be part of the video, you know, and like you'd be all wacky. So um, this is for some of the questions from Big Brother Naija, Nigeria's new Big Brother that started in 2021. If you happen to be a new addition to a box of crayons, what colour would you be and why? (laughs) Well, I don't know what colour I'd like to be, but I'd like to have blue beside me and you on the other side of that. Why? So that if I was looking at the crayons, I could say, you blew me. You blew me. I could tell someone that. And um, uh, what thought crosses your mind um, when you're alone in a car? Um... I could kill anyone. I could kill like this. Could this is? You know, it's a terrifying idea that this is just like I have the. It's just insane how we're all just not driving these into everything. <laughs> you know, It's is we're all just because we have to drive the drive in the road. You know, um, <laughs> I'm wacky. Uh, Alright, okay, um, if you could, uh, if you had the superpower to allow yourself to shapeshift into any animal, uh, what animal would you be and why? Um, is a couch an animal? <laughs> I wouldn't mind just being the couch everyone will sit on. Uh, you can sit on me. You know, I'm just a nice guy. I wouldn't mind people just being lying, having a good time with me. You know. Um, uh, do you work better when you work alone, or do you work better when you're with a, the team? Uh, I work much better alone. I prefer for the comp- I prefer my own company. <laughs> um, what is the funniest relatable incident uh, that's happened to you over recent? Okay, um, well, I, I don't know if you ever get this uh, in, in in Nigeria, but every are you ever cycling down uh, Harcourt Street, and you know it's around that kind of turn just to go up uh, towards kind of Ramla, and, uh, and 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 someone just shouts "plume" at you. <laughs> what's with that? You know. Um, and then lastly, um, if this audition does not go as planned, what uh, what backup do you have? Nothing. 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 I quit my job. Quit my job on the way in here. So, um. So, when do I start? And I get in. And I get into the Big Brother house. And I think, based on that interview, I would be booed. I think I would just be booed. I don't know if. I don't know where the hero edit comes from me. (laughs) You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to be the kind of. You know, I'm not an everyman, you know, um. I'm not a salt of the earth I'm a brazen attention seeker I'm a, I'm a dweeb and like I, I like these things I like about myself but I mean in terms of you know the baying audience um, you know uh, I, I I think I think I'd probably so I, I'd be there I'd be wearing a colourful suit um, you know big pointy shoes probably uh, coming out with my briefcase um, I'd be walking down I'd freak out when people started booing me I'd go bright red I'd start walking like an Egyptian like, and then i like, come on. And I'm like, come on. And I'd be trying to smile, but I'm crying. Like, come on, guys. Ooh. <laughs> come on. You don't even know me. I mean, you, just, you just see me whispering to myself, you don't even know me. You don't even know me. Wait, smiling and waving, you don't even know me. And then I'd go into the house and I'd be like, hello. Oh, my God. And then, you know, when you see that, it goes from the outside. And then, you, obviously, and you see in Big Brother and it's so quiet because you can't hear the outside anymore and you can hear my mic, all you're hearing now is my mic, and I'm like, wow, hello, and there's no one in the house, and that would be the worst, I'd fucking freak the fuck out. I would, in the first one there, that would make absolute panic stations, I'd be like shaking, I'd be walking into the room, look at the size of these beds, look at the size of them, oh, look, was it? and I'd be going around, and I'd probably get myself, probably, I'd probably neck three drinks before the, first, before the next door, before the door opened, I'd probably sit there, bottles of beer, and I'd probably, and I'd be, I'd walk in, I'd see all the bottles of beer. I'd know there's 10 contestants. I'd see there's 20 bottles of beer. I'd drink three. And I'd be like, oh, just, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything, you know. Uh, probably help myself some of, the, some of the canopies, you know. And I'd be walking around, wow, wow, this is great. And then someone would come down, the doors would open, and I'd be like, oh, oh hello. And, you know, like, it's, I would kind of like, I would kind of like have to fake my enthusiasm. I would like step, like step out of myself and fake my enthusiasm. You know, you know I kind of like, oh hey, but like it's not how I normally smile when I'm happy. But this is like, hey, who's this? You know, and it'd be some like bombshell who would walk down, and I'd be like, oh god, um, I don't know what to do here because the immediate, the immediate worry is that she's going to think, you know, she's going to think that I'm a creep and that we're and the, the camera. I would see every single camera now and then. <laughs> And she'd come in and would like, say, How are you, Babes? My name's Chanel. And she'd go in for a hug, and my hands would just shoot up into the sky like she had a fucking revolver at my head because I'd be so worried about people seeing where my hands were going. I'm like, I'm not going to touch her. <laughs> I'm not going to touch her at all. I'm such a fucking weirdo. I'm such a fucking self conscious weirdo. And I'm like, Oh my God, what am I in for here? And then she would be chatting away and she'd be like, I'd be like, what do you do? And, you know, she'd be like, um, I'm a sales manager. And I'd be like, wow, like, because you're, you know, and I'd be trying to be like, because you look, you know, you look like a model, a professional model. Like, I'm hoping I'm not being a creep by saying you look like a professional model. I hope, I really hope you don't think that I'm coming on uh, too strong. Um, you know, and she'd be like, okay. And she'd be like, what do you do? And I'd be like, comedian. And then I'd she'd say, oh, go on, tell us a joke. And I'd be like, all right, uh, manage my sales you pirate army, and then I'd realise she's sales manager and I'd go back sales manager what's that uh, going around looking on maps for treasure um you know um like a pirate and she'd be like what are you talking about and she'd get real cross immediately <laughs> is this any good what are you talking about you know and I'd be like and I'd be, we'd sit there in silence until the next guy comes down the next it comes down he is a fucking he's a specimen this guy's a specimen um He's 6'2", he's got long black dreads, um, you know, he, he look very athletic body, he's got, you know, of a bit of chemistry off them. He throws me even a smile, and I think he's my best friend. And I'm like, this is Daryl. And I'm like, Daryl, so we've got Chanel and Daryl in the gaff so far. And I'm like, Daryl, and I'm like, immediately, like, can I get can I get a drink? Like, I'm just like, I want him to be my best friend so hard, and I'm laughing before he says that. Like, <laughs> and I'll be like, wow, Daryl, what do you do? Are you a per, uh, personal trainer, probably? And he's like, yes. How did you know? And, I, and I'm i trying to find a nice way to say that you're a fucking specimen and I don't know how to say it to him. So I'm like, I don't know, just you have, um, just you, you seem to have that, and I try and compliment him in a kind of overly, you just seem to have that really kind of committed, kind of warm kind of thing of laying on really thick and I'm making him very uncomfortable with the compliments. I'm like, you seem to have this kind of like, you seem to have this, inner, this aura about you. Am I weird? Am I crazy for playing that Chanel? And I'm acting real more confident with Chanel because there's another person in the room. I'm not feeling like a fucking creep on a alone or now on my own. I'm like, is that? Am I getting now? You get that vibe off him, of her as well, uh, him Chanel? That he's just got this kind of like real, kind of calming, kind of presence, kind of vibe. I love you as a personal trainer. That's kind of what I thought. You know, you seem quite disciplined. You know, but in, I'm, I'm looking at his pecs, kind of jump up and down. Then the next door opens, and, um, and it's another guy with glasses, and I'm like, who's this fucking prick? who's this prick. Um, and he comes down, and um, and his name's N- uh, Nigel. You know, seems like a nice enough guy. He's handsome with glasses as well. You know, he's a bit of a tough, like, oh, how's it going, guys? Oh, it's a long, long enough, long stairs down there, man. <laughs> um, and I'm like, all right, what's the crack? And I'm really, I'm really cold with him. I'm so cold with him. They're getting a vibe, and I'm like, and I've had like five beers now. I've had five beers now, and I'm kind of like, woo, 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 woo. and I also had a beer in the, in the limo, uh, it just because I was nervous, you know. So I'm really, you know, and I'm just looking at Nigel and I'm seething and I can't even hide it in my face for whatever reason. I want to smack this cunt because he's got glasses on. Um, so, <laughs> so then, so then he's talking away. He's a student. He's in Cambridge. Um, you know, Chanel is um, Chanel's just shouting to everyone. Chanel's great like that, you know. Um, Daryl's just kind of cool. He's kind of like he kind of says um you know he he also you know finished finished college you know he's not self conscious about it at all i'm really self conscious about it uh and then and then walks in um and then the doors open. I'm not going. To, I'm not going to do every uh, contestant because that's not what this is about. I mean, maybe I could flesh this out into a larger kind of um, role play at, at some stage. But this is literally just off the top of my dome. Then the doors open and uh, we hear cheers, and that's good. You know, everyone's had cheers. Everyone's had cheers. And then this wa- walks. And then this woman walks down. She's maybe like in her mid mid fifties, and I uh, I latch onto her. Uh, whatever happens, something primal happens, and I latch onto her, and I start. Um, you know, she's introduced it to to herself, you know, and blah, 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 you know, but I've I've already had my side set on wanting to talk to her and for some reason bring up weird kind of like tell her that I'm nervous and I'm not telling anyone else that I'm nervous. I'm telling her that I'm nervous. I'm like, I'm really nervous in here. Um, like this is kind of a bit, in my comfort zone here. And she's like, oh, chicken, no pet. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's all I want. That's all I want. Just give me that. Just give you, you know, <laughs> not like, a, you know, like this is not a sexual thing, you know, but this is just just I need you to make me feel better. Right. Um and look, I I make a fucking I make a fucking show myself that night. I make a show myself that night. Um, I searched. St- I I'm I go in as well. Like I I I drink most of the beers, and people are like, people are being kind of nice about it. They're like, I thought we'd have more beers, and I'm like, yeah, what's up with beers? Where's all fucking beers? Uh, I um, I I didn't bring any fags with me. I didn't bring any smokes. Uh, Because I kind of thought if I'm in there for eight weeks, it would be a good way to kind of fully quit. But I ended up fucking bumming loads of smokes off everyone. And then we're like out in the back and I'm like talking about, I'm like comparing Irish people to whatever person's talking to me. You know, Daryl's got Haitian parents. I say Irish people are exactly like Haitian people, whatever, you know, I bring up like a fucking White so fucking sound. You know, uh, it's great what you did, you know. And he's like, yeah, whatever. And then I'm like, you know, um, whatever. And then he's, I kind of get the vibe like I've disappointed him and I get really upset. And I go over to Mildred is the 50-year-old one. I'm like, I think I've really upset Daryl. And she goes, what are you talking about? You didn't upset him. And I'm like, I think I've really upset him. I think I'm, I think I said something really racist, I say. <laughs> <laughs> I think I said something really racist to him. And she goes, what, do you, what would you say? And I said that I said the Irish people are kind of like Haitian people. And I was like, that's, that's just a bit misguided. I think you were just trying to bond with them. And I was like, I was. I just didn't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I end, up, um, I end up, even though I have my suitcase on one of the beds, it's very clear this has been my bed, um, I end up sleeping in someone else's bed. And when I wake up the next morning, uh, the first to wake up at like five in the morning and I can't get back to sleep. I'm just staring at everyone. There's loads of faces I don't recognize because I got fucking plastered after the fifth person came in. And I'm looking around and I also see that people have kind of like had to bunk up a little bit because my case is still on that bed. No one no one moved my case and I'm now in a different bed. And I'm like, oh. And, um, and I get up and I put a fry on because I think that's maybe the good thing to do. And I put a fry on for everyone. And... Um, and it's a lot i i put on like there's 10 of us so i put on 40 uh rashers 40 sausages it's like it's like i use all the all the food that's there for breakfast i put on and it's kind of like a conveyor belt of like the sausages out on trays getting cold because there's not enough room for the oven. And I just don't know how to manage it all. So I am so I cook. I cook. There's too much. The eggs are even getting cold. I kind of really thought people were going to be up at like six, but I cooked everything at five. And I'm like, I'm just waiting. There's big mounds of food, like the eggs all coagulated. And everyone's kind of out, left out. And I kind of think, to me, oh, maybe they can just like reheat it or I'll just reheat per plate or something like that. Because I've never done that like this before. Um, big pot of coffee and I'm kind of like my legs kind of going kind of jittery and I'm still, I've am got the fear from the night before and I don't remember who any of these people are and one of the lads walks out Um, young guy younger than me but a little bit taller Um, and he's Northern Irish his name's Declan right and I did meet him but I don't remember him because I don't remember anything after uh, Mildred so he walks out of uh, the bedrooms and I'm in the kitchen Um, and I probably should have described this whole setting a bit better but anyway he walks out and he's all like, so, so uh, curly, curly, whirly. Oh, smell of, smell of, uh, smell of meat. Smell of uh, meats out here. And I'm like, what's that shit about? You know, I'm still a bit, of fear, I still got a bit of fear. i like, what's this fucking shit about? And he's like, look, man, like, I know you probably meant well, but like, I'm a vegetarian, man. Like, I'm perfectly honest, fucking half those heads in there are vegetarian, you know, like, um, and even if we weren't, man, this is the food, that's the fucking food for the week. You're after cooking the whole fucking food for the week. I don't think they're going to be too happy about that. You should have just, I know you meant well, man. I know you meant well, but um, they're going to be pretty fucking pissed off, man. Like, I'm sorry to tell you. And I'm getting, like, my face goes fucking red. And I'm like, I just kind of thought, just kind of thought that you wouldn't, would have been, that I just get, make a big fry. I thought we all, you know, hang hangover. Like, no one's got a hangover other than you, man. No one's got a hangover other than you. You seem to be a man of excess. You seem to be a man you know having a lot of beers eating a lot of sausages <laughs> and I kind of and then I go back into bed and I leave all the food out and I get into bed and I'm still awake but I have the duvet over my head and I hear everyone getting up and I hear Daryl goes oh fucking sausages mate what's with all these sausages <laughs> And everyone was like Mildred's, it. like, and then I hear them kind of cleaning up the eggs. Everyone putting, their hair. I hear them scraping the eggs into the bin, <laughs> and I'm just and eventually I get out and I when I walk out about two o'clock in the day, everyone goes hey, and I'm like oh, hands up, um, and I'm like, can I just kind of go? and I said, guys, can we just have a bit of a team meeting here? Can we have a team meeting here, and I sit everyone around the couches and I'm like uh, Tony wants to have a team meeting, I'm like all right, and uh, they all sit around and I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry about last night. Can we um? Can we just start fresh? Can we just start? Can we just and I do it for too long. I pretend I pretend like I'm rewinding. Even me walking up the door, like walking up the steps. Uh, you know, like the whole. I try and like rewind the whole night, and then they're like, "Stop! We yeah, yes, stop rewinding the whole night." Well, it's fine. It's fine. Um, you know, um, it's fine. And that's the first 12 hours. (laughs) That's the interview process going into the house. And the first night, there is still evictions to happen. There's nominations. There's challenges still to go. And I'm not going to say them all here. If you like this segment, though, and want to hear more about what my time in the Big Brother house would be like, do let me know. Let me know on the social. uh, and, uh, And I shall deliver. Um, but for now let's leave it there uh, I want to thank the sponsor of this week's podcast the Dublin or Irish Whiskey check out uh, the DLD.com they've got a wide range of whiskies, but do uh, be sure to check out the limited edition beer cask range including the Smoke Stout uh, with Rascals Brewery, do check that out and go follow them on the Soch uh, uh, at Dubliner or Whiskey um, and if you like this pod and if you would like more of these kind of made up what would my life be like if this were to happen uh, I have a few of them over on the Patreon pod like um, what my life would be like if I was a professional wrestler um, what a day in the life used to be like for me in 1997 uh, playing yo-yos I <laughs> know it's better than that better than just that um but there's a good hint of nostalgia in there if you want to check that out uh, retro toys i've had episodes where i just list off the animals i would fight honestly it's very chill over there and for the price of a pint a month if you were to see me out you would be like oh hey there he is he's in the beer garden you know he seems pretty busy he seems to have you know he seems to be getting up a lot to check after this kid who keeps running around i wouldn't mind buying him a pint you know for all the podcasts that i've enjoyed you can do one better you can buy a subscription to this Patreon, and I will give you in return four extra podcasts every single month over there. Um, but for now, I will—I'll uh, see you either on Friday on the Patreon, or I'll see you back here on Tuesday. Um, and if you like more of this BB stuff, let me know. Hit me up, and thank you very much for listening. All the best. Bye bye.